Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. This is episode 283. It's a spotlight episode featuring Harley Quinn, number 72, a new book that came out this week, and Batman Gotham Knights, number four, a new digital book that came out this week. But before we go into that, let me tell you where you can find us all around. We are on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us. We'll follow you back. You can go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, to look at all the reviews of all the new books, including these two. I reviewed these two on the site this week. And we also have a Patreon. If you want more, 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 as they used to sing, you can go over to patreon.com slash weirdscience, where we have a plethora of shows. Right before this, I ended up recording my DC Comics Solicits podcast because DC just dropped their August 2020 solicits. So you can go and listen to that. But other things include our big thing that we do each week. Every Thursday night, me and Eric get together and do a DC Comics Patreon-only spotlight. Two books that are picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. And this past week, we ended up doing a combo. One new book and one classic. The new book was Metal Men number six, which me and Eric are really enjoying. And the classic is a true classic, Kingdom Come number one. So we talked about both of those, but we have a bunch of other shows. I'm just scrolling through here. I had my comic book villain podcast where I talked about Matt Hagen, Clayface. I ended up having, I said, the Solicits podcast. But if you also like Marvel stuff, I ended up doing my Marvel Events podcast where I talked about the Galactus trilogy and I also talked about Ant-Man number four and Star Wars Dr. Afra number one on the Marvel Comics Patreon Spotlight. And that's just the last couple of days. We do a lot of shows over there. And if you'd like to hear that, just go over to patreon.com slash weird science. But we'll get into these books right about now. And we're going to be starting with Harley Quinn number 72. An issue that is chapter three of California or Die, chapter three of the Gold Coast, actually, the chapter called California or Die. It's a wrestling a bit in this, which makes me laugh because it's written by Sam Humphreys, art by Abel. I wish it was by Kane, especially if it's a wrestling issue, right? High fives on color and Dave Sharp on letters. And I have not really been down with Sam Humphrey's run overall. I know a lot of people are digging it more than me. I don't think he sets up stories at all, if not even well. And things are just thrown at you. This murder mystery that we're getting as Harley left to go to LA to get away from the superhero world, kind of get away from things because her mom had passed away is not well set up. You end up having her quote-unquote best friend Alicia being murdered, framed kind of for being suicidal deal. But Harley thinks, and it pretty much should be true, that she was murdered. But we never really got to know Alicia. We don't really know. The only reason that it is best friends is because that's what Harley keeps saying. We only saw them for, you know, an issue before she was killed. Uh, And... If you don't agree with me, if you think that this has all been well set up, one thing I will ask you, and you may know it, and you may prove me wrong, and I'll give you some props for that, but what's Alicia's daughter's name? Because you don't really hear it much. She's in the issues, and it is Becca, but it's never developed. 
She just is pretty much her life spent sitting at the kitchen table for the most part. We don't see her out and about. We never really see that much interaction, real interaction between Harley and Becca, just like we didn't see any real interaction between her mom, Alicia and Harley. So it never plays out. It almost I just it's almost like I just have no feelings going with this. And the only thing that Sam Humphrey seems to be able to want to try to do is grab onto the feels of Harley's mom dying. But we've seen and heard this over and over that it's starting to feel forced to me. It's starting to feel too much. It's starting to feel like this is just the well that that he's going from. Now, Booster Gold in these issues with Harley, I do like. Though, again, I would have liked to have had a little more setup of them coming out of Heroes in Crisis. If you're going to mention some things about a murder mystery, I mean, they were involved and pretty much were the prime suspects in a huge murder mystery in Heroes in Crisis. And I think that you could use this to poke fun. Not a lot of people liked Heroes in Crisis. So I'm not saying you have to really try to get those fans because that's not what I'm saying. You, you could poke fun at it. You can have some fun. But really, the fun in this to me is not really laugh out loud fun. And it's a shame because Harley, I love Harley. Harley's one of my favorite characters. And to have this book just be going through the motions, in my opinion, being very cliched and generic. And then the jokes end up, again, not real developing, thrown out. The the whole deal of pop culture references, they're not really great. And in all in all, you end up having Harley in a wrestling deal. She is a professional wrestler. In a super-powered wrestling league, why aren't we learning more, a little more, about the other wrestlers so that we can have some fun with that? Why isn't this fun? Wrestling and Harley go together like Harley and Roller Derby, and those are both great. They're fun. One of the things you had fun with, this I'm not having that much fun with because it just comes off again, generic. You don't know anything about it because after a little setup where Harley earlier is talking to Booster Gold, they're kicking their feet on a rooftop, their feet over. Harley's talking, hey, Booster, you have to go and get evidence that proves that baby faced the commissioner of the wrestling deal, that he's guilty of killing Alicia because I think so. You go do that. I will do a distraction. I'll run distraction. What I'm going to do is go into the wrestling ring, as we saw at the end of last issue. I'm going to go and just grab the mic. And say, babyface is killer, he killed Alicia, and then I'll just start fighting wrestlers. It'll be a distraction. You grab all the evidence, and then we'll be good. We'll end up going and knowing that babyface is the killer. Um, And then she jumps off the building so that Booster can grab her, which only is something that comes into play at the end of the issue. But it doesn't even seem like anything, and it really isn't. But... You end up then going in the now, and Harley is wrestling. She's underneath. She's on the bottom of a dog pile. But again, we don't know any of these wrestlers. There's no fun. There's no guy who's like, I'm the jackhammer, and he's actually a jackhammer, like stuff like that, or, you know, different wrestling moves and and cool superpowers that would go good in wrestling. You you could have a couple panels of this and, and have some nice things and nothing. All it is is her on the bottom of a pile, and then Booster Gold come in quoting Mighty Mouse. And it doesn't even play out well. He comes in, here I come to save the day, and grabs her. And the wrestlers are trying to grab Harley, but Booster can fly, so you know all they're going to do is get out of there. Now, 
in the meantime, you want to have some fun here? Have Booster somehow can't find his ring and he has to be Fan Man? I mean, now that's funny, right? <laughs> People probably don't know what that is. I'm cracking myself up. But yeah, yeah, baby face jump up. Get her, get them both. And the wrestlers try, but they don't, and then they're gone. You end up having Booster being able to fly out, and they fly out, and then the joke is Harley doesn't like to be held while they're flying. She wants to ride Booster and yells, Yeehaw. And, um, yeah, that, that's it. Well, you get Harley going back home and talking to Becca, Alicia's daughter, who says, you messed up, Harley. Now we're not going to get paid for my mom's last fight. And you're accusing Babyface and you don't have evidence and what's going on. And Harley says, well, I think that he's guilty and he ran away and now he's in hiding. Oh, yeah, maybe he's a target now and maybe he didn't do it. Oh, man, I think I messed up. Oopsie daisy. And Becca's just like, you're the worst and goes away. But you, OK, whatever. Booster comes in. And Harley's drinking it up. She's drinking, day drinking with the Jack Daniels, uh, listening to that ridiculous charity XO stupid radio vlog deal. And Booster comes in. Hey, Harley, what's this box of things? Are you doing a scrapbook? And it's so forced. Why would Booster just walk in with this box? Where did he get it? Where was Harley hiding it? All it is is a bunch of pictures of Harley smiling and taking Polaroids or herself. And she says, I'm taking pictures every morning until I really mean it. And I just think that this is something Sam Humphreys heard about or saw and wanted to force it in. Just force it into the deal because, yeah, it just comes out of nowhere in there to be, oh, yeah, yeah, Harley's sad. I forgot that Harley said about her mom dying and now Alicia dying. Thank you for reminding me. Well, you have a murder mystery, and the reason why Harley is pretty much fingering in a non-sexy way, uh, babyface, is because there's nobody else. There's nobody else that we've dealt with, really, in this whole deal. Who else are you going to say? It was one of the wrestlers? We never met him. We ended up meeting a couple before, but they were the ones who led Harley into this whole case. So you don't have many suspects. Well, you have one other, and that's just where we're going to go because we don't have any other. And it's set up here where Booster, well, I went in and found some things in the office. Look, I found an invoice from Whittleson Developments for Security Services. That sounds promising, maybe. No, it sounds promising because that's the only thing they're going to have as we go forward. And then Harley, like, oh man, here's where Babyface has all these receipts he really bought diapers this is more of a shtick all right well how about we just neglect all this and go back where we saw or heard the nazis these guys the nazis were sending the bullets and things uh, you know downtown and that's where they go they go to gordita beach that was their only real clue They ended up going to try to get more clues, but still went back to the old clue until they go to the new clue. It just all sets up in these scattered scenes just shoved together because they go to this place on Gordita Beach and it ends up being, uh, you know, a mansion that a cult is having a fun drive that they're trying to recruit people to their cult, their family. Uh, you end up having, hey, we're we're all a family. Hey, look at us. We're in jumpsuits. Isn't this great? All right. Hey there, uh, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. 
What are you all about? Oh, we're getting married. Oh, really? Uh, you know, what's that all about? Well, I put a ring on her finger. Har, har, har. That's on there. And then they start talking and you get the idea they want to get rid of this guy. It's a guy talking to him, trying to recruit them, things like that. They get rid of this guy by saying, hey, yeah, I don't know when we're going to have the wedding because, you know, Harley's mom is really hitting on me and wants to have sex with me. And then Harley's like, man, you know what we should do? And then Booster says, yeah, we should have a foursome with our, you know, me, you and our parents. Wouldn't that be sick? What are you doing? You're having an issue where it's it's family sex jokes that you're having here just to make this guy uncomfortable. And it just I it, it went wrong for me. And I'm like, oh. also the idea now. Booster does apologize to Harley. Oh, sorry. I said that about your mom. And then Harley, who we're supposed to feel bad for all this time, really feel for her because her mom died, says, well, you know, dead mom jokes are the only plus for having a dead mom. And uh, really, that's what we're getting here. Hoo-wee. Well, they go downstairs. They end up being able to ditch this guy who gets very uncomfortable because, you know, not many people like the idea of family sex jokes. And so they go down laughing it up. Harley says, man, you made me spit out my whiskey out of my nose. Well, she actually was drinking champagne, but that's just an aside. They go down and find a door, and it looks like an apocalyptic door. They don't have to really look very hard. They go downstairs, turn left at Albuquerque, and it's there. And they go up, oh, man. This looks like something that would be from Apocalypse. And then Booster just says, well, I ended up talking to Mr. Miracle. And back in the day, he kind of showed me a trick or two. Bing, open the door. There isn't anything that doesn't. It just happens. They go in. They see a bunch of Apocalyptean weapons armor when they are approached by what appears to be a wandering guard. It's just a girl in a jumpsuit. She does have an apocalyptic rifle, it looks like. She says, you're not allowed down here. Only the Nazis are allowed down here. They're the ones who use this, even though she's using some things. And, you know, I'm going to protect the family. This is my new family. Well, Harley does use her psychology stuff and also the current deal with her and grieving over her mom saying, okay, well, this is your new family. Who died? What? Who died? Mom? Dad? No, it was my sister. She was murdered. Now, it, could it be that just she wanted to run away? There, there are other options that people do join cults like this, but it ends up just being the cliche again. The, yeah, my sister was murdered. The police don't want to look into it. Harley says, yeah, well, my mom died recently, but also my best friend was murdered. The police don't want to look into it. I know how it feels. We're kind of friendly with each other. What's going on here? And that's where you end up having this girl say the Nazis end up having this ammo and they end up sending it to Windsor Oaks. So basically you have bullets that then go to this place where this cult ends up making them into pure lead bullets that then get sent to this Windsor Oaks where they go and it's a development that's being built by Jonathan Whittleson. Now this is where you're going to get, oh my, like everything fits in, but it's only the things we got. Because if you remember, Harley ended up working at the social media farm that was pushing propaganda of this Jonathan Whittleson development. Also, the Nazis are involved in this, sending the things back and forth. And it looks like Jonathan Whittleson also owns that place that we were just at in the Gordita Beach, the big thing with the cult. So it's all now, oh my, 
it must be Jonathan Whittleson. And so you get this thing that is this supposed to be shocking? Like, oh, my God, I thought it was babyface all along. Well, we never had any sort of evidence for that anyway. It was just the only guy we knew. You didn't know anybody else. Now, you ended up having these little things, name drops of this Whittleson. So it's the only other name we really know in all of this. So now, hey, it might be him. It's not very shocking. You're just kind of getting pushed around to this place, that place, this place. It's not clever. It, it's not anything that's going to shock you. And if the feel moments feel forced like they do to me, you really have nothing to hang your hat on. Well, Harley then goes and says, okay, Booster, we're going to go see this Whittleson. Booster, out of nowhere, after all of this, just says, I think you have a death wish. I'm not going to be involved in you having it. And he leaves. And he just zips off, says, I'm out of here. Harley's like, oh, no, I have a crush on Booster Gold. But to me, it's only there because you can't have Booster in these next bunch of scenes because Booster can get out of things. Booster is a pretty kick-ass superhero. He also can just fly away. So when Harley goes off to Whittleson's mansion in the Hollywood Hills and poses as a maid, bringing out champagne, and he's like, champagne, please. And she goes out, oh, hey, is this champagne for my real friends or real pain for my sham friends? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, hey, Harley, we were expecting you, all these guys. You end up seeing that the big statues that were around, these like Greek or Roman statues, they're actually people like they're the guys who are dressed up like a robot outside a sporting event doing the robot, right? And also these guys who look like Rambo coming out of the bushes with the bushes attached to him. And he says, oh, hey, Harleen, the queen, you fell into my trap. We've been waiting for you, and we're going to take care of you. And then it says, next issue, the truth. I'm like, really? Like, that? <laughs> that's it? You just go from one to the other without any sort of setup of anything, any sort of – you don't even – Sam Humphreys doesn't even allow a scene to breathe. He doesn't even allow a scene to develop because you're just going to the next thing. And then you're throwing another cliche deal. Then you're going to the well of the sad Harley. Then you're going to, oh, my, everybody else. Is. And it's just nonsense. The art is really good, though. I do actually like some of the parts with Harley and Booster. And I like Booster. I actually think it's weird. And it's one of those things. And I think that happened in G. Willow Wilson's Wonder Woman book where you would read it and side characters were written better than she was writing Wonder Woman, in my opinion. And I feel like he writes a better booster gold than he does harley even though he's a little bit you know dumbed down a little for this because it's a harley book but i i think that you end up having booster gold the best written character in the the book which he's gone now but i, I assume he's going to come back and save harley anyway that he's checking up on her but overall because of the art because of a couple little moments i give it a six out of ten i i just and I think still I'm the lowest on the comic book roundup. And there's people that give this tens and I, I just don't see it. I, I just see a empty book with these fan service feels and things just thrown in there. Jokes that are just thrown in there without any sort of setup and also inappropriate. And, and references at one point you have a reference to closing time by semi-sonic but it, again it doesn't even breathe it doesn't even have anything to do with anything in it so i was not very pleased or impressed by this but the solicits came out today dc solicits for august and sam humphrey's run is ending in august the book is being canceled and the sales have gone down 
the sales have gone down for Harley since he's been on. So uh, it is going to end in August, which what appears to be a oversized one shot where everybody gets to roast Harley from the DCO. And that sounds like nonsense. But we're going to move on to the next book. All right, and the next book is Batman Gotham Knights number four. A digital issue that came out this week, stuff that is grabbed from those Walmart giants to make them digital first, or at least the first time they're on digital. And overall, these issues, they're 99 cents. They're not great. They're nothing, you know, spectacular. The Batman books, not been great. And you ended up having that Michael Gray, that mysterious Michael Gray fell. And if you're not aware, it's a pseudonym for somebody who isn't normally a dc writer but couldn't use his name some craziness that ended up that those were not great and now it seems like old michael gray is gone but this issue we end up having mark russell writing and pencils by ryan benjamin inks by richard friend and colors by alex sinclair letters by troy batarian an issue called dragnet and This is going to feel a little similar to the Harley, the idea that things aren't well set up, that you jump from one thing to the other. It has a little bit of ADHD of storytelling, but it's a one shot. So it's not like Mark Russell had three issues to set these things up. I just think that he had a big faux pas because Mark Russell is known by a lot of people end up being social satire Even some, you know, not more, I don't consider it more SJW than social satire type deal. And I don't mind anyway. I I just end up never really loving the focus of his books. But the way this starts, I actually was intrigued. I actually started reading this, seeing that Bruce Wayne was at the fluttering Swan Country Club outside Gotham, which, you know, the swanky country club that only the the big rich can be at, these billionaires. And, and the idea that these guys are friends, quote-unquote friends with Bruce Wayne, and they're there. They're, they're amongst their billionaire brethren where they can talk about anything. And these guys have used their riches to pretty much be awful pieces of crap. They end up dumping sewage wherever they want. You end up pretty much seeing that these guys are just, they're the Jeffrey Epsteins and the Harvey Weinsteins of the whole Gotham where they're looking at women. I think I can get that. They're involved in human traffic and things like that while they're sitting there with Bruce Wayne and like, oh man, Bruce, you know how it is. Oh man. Yeah. Brucey boy. And I'm sitting there thinking like, How much undercover is Bruce going to take this? But he's like, I got to step away a moment. He goes into the bathroom. And again, this bathroom is humongous. It's got statues in it. And he comes back as as Batman and just beats the crap out of these guys. And they get arrested. He pretty much is running his own sting operation against these Gotham elite that are pieces of crap. And I like the idea because... There's a couple things here. I do like the idea that Bruce is amongst these real pieces of crap and he's going to try to make it better, all that. But he steps away and Batman comes out. These guys might be pieces of crap, but a couple of them are probably rich because they're not dumb. And I thought, boy, this is a good deal where Bruce can't take it anymore and ends up maybe, you know, showing his cards here by coming out as Batman, but not yet. You do end up then with 
the main guy. And it, again, these guys, not all of them really named well. It's like, hey, Phil, what's going on? Not much, Jerry, and all these. Hey, Bruce, you know. And the main guy, it seems, he is in jail and he's pissed. I need my lawyer. Get my lawyer. This is ridiculous. What do you mean you don't want to deal with me? And again, this is a guy, chemical dumping, drug running, human trafficking. People are going to distance themselves from him. He's not going to actually be able to call his usual lawyer. His usual lawyer wants no parts of this. So he has gone well in his place. He ends up getting a another lawyer, and it's Hiram, this main guy, Hiram Bosch, or Boosh would be funny. You got a visitor. It's Bruce Wayne. And he says, hey, you know, I came as fast as I could. I'm going to represent you. I can help. Oh, all right. Well, they got a dragnet going on. I don't know how we got caught. Thank God you didn't get caught. But this is what I need you to do. You have to go to my yacht. It's anchored in international waters. It's got everything I need. Fake passports, a few million cash. If I give you the coordinates, could you get it for me? Because I am going to get out of here. I'm going to post bail and I am running. Again, I think that they'd be a flight risk and not be able to get out on bail. But still, they're going to run and they're not going to turn around ever. So they're going to go, well, Batman shows up at the yacht and destroys it. So we just, so now you have had Bruce Wayne in two parts instances here where then batman goes and takes out things well they start to think wait a second i think that there's a possibility that bruce wayne is batman and now i'm gonna find this out this is ridiculous or at least working for him you know they're not gonna make the full deal but they say it's obvious bruce wayne's working with batman he ended up setting us up just as bruce wayne gets thrown in jail okay so this is Pretty cool. I mean, you are now about halfway through this issue. I'm like, this is pretty cool. Now, how is Bruce? Because now it seems like Bruce had to do what he did as Batman, but he knew that this would end up pretty much showing that he at least worked with Batman. So he ends up doing it. Now, let's see the greatest detective try to get out of this situation. Let's see him. What is he going to do? What is he going to do in jail to try to get out of this without being looked at as Batman? All these things going on. And that's when you throw this monkey wrench into it all. And I don't understand why, because you have set up the story. You set up the story with these three pieces of crap and now Bruce Wayne in jail. And then you introduce the Joker into the issue. And in my mind, the Joker trumps everything else. You throw the Joker into a Batman issue. Joker's the main focus now. These other guys mean nothing. It's all Joker. And that's what it turns into. You pretty much shove these other guys aside for Bruce Wayne to deal with the Joker, who pretty much has an infomercial. Hey, everybody, it's the Joker, attorney at Ha. And it's goofy. And it's goofy in a way that it's not necessarily fun because it it really doesn't make sense. And it ends up making the Joker look like a fool. It's just that, but hey, uh, have you been arrested? Maybe you haven't been arrested, but somebody else has someone with information that could send you away forever. Hey, call me. I'll take care of all of that crap. Hey, if you've been arrested, you'll get out within 24 hours or I'll dynamite the prison so you can inform on anyone else. And this is the commercial that he has, and he shows up then. That's a joker guarantee. He shows up at Blackgate Prison riding a school bus, just crashes through the wall and ends up 
getting these three pieces of crap and Bruce Wayne in and saying, all right, here's your bail. Let's go. And they go off to barely legal attorneys at law. And that's where the Joker has his offices and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Bruce Wayne goes to the Joker. Hey, can I use your phone? I need to make a call. I need to do some billionaire things. He ends up where Joker says, all right, as long as you don't mind me listening. After all, it's not good to have secrets from your lawyer and hands Bruce the phone. And Bruce calls Alfred. And right away, I'm sitting here dummy that I am. And I know that Bruce is sending code to Alfred. I know what he's doing is telling Alfred where they are by saying, all right, uh, I'll be fine, Alfred, but only if you sell Norton at 40, Westhouse at 13, and sell Concrete Grenada, okay? It's just names of where they are, where Bruce had watched to where they were going and, and the streets they went by. But there's Joker who, even though he's crazy, Joker is not dumb either. And pretty much Joker's a genius. He's just insane. But he's hearing this thing. Oh, man, you billionaires, you crack me up. Oh, freaking billionaires with their with their selling and their buy-ins. And so, yeah, you end up where Alfred gets to know where they are. And then it's just the Joker then goes nuts where you have these pieces of crap talking to Bruce. Hey, Bruce, you know, I'm sorry. I flipped out. I panicked. I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe you were in with Batman. And Joker just turns around and says, oh, we have to discuss my fee and then points a gun at them. And he just wants a cool billion from each of them. And then or else he's going to shoot them. And that's pretty much what you're going to get here. Until then, the Gotham PD led by Alfred show up and smoke bomb the place and and the joker gets away the the joker runs away leaving bruce there leaving these pieces of crap there and you end up having this whole deal that joker did say though that he had done some research you know he's a lawyer i did my research and found out that a lot of these guys these pieces of crap were using bruce and wayne industries to launder money And things like that, which is something that Batman has to make right. And then you end with, you know, because no matter how much we try to deny it, we are not two people, but one. Because to imagine otherwise is to create a monster without an off switch. Because you also had the idea of Bruce Wayne, Batman, what's a mask, what isn't these billionaires. They put on the nice face and then they're pieces of crap, but nothing really hit. He ended up having a lot of different themes going out, but putting the Joker in the middle of it, 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 it ends up making everything null and void in my mind with the Joker in a Batman issue where he is going to be the main focus. And once he shows up, you really do just get rid of these other pieces of crap. They kind of just stand around and do nothing. So overall, I'm going to give this a 5.5 out of 10. I do like the art. I think the art is really good. And in fact, I would love to see Ryan Benjamin on a lot of other books. I think he'd do really well on a flash book. I think that his style to me is very reminiscent of a Brett Booth. And I think, you know, that would be a cool thing to have on, say, a flash book. So uh, I did like the art, but the story just it kind of ping pongs all over the place. It doesn't really stay in one spot and doesn't really hit by the end. There's not a real clever ending as Bruce is looking at files saying, you know, you, you can't be 
two people at once because the other one then would be the monster without a switch. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. But yeah, by the end, it's 99 cents. So there is, I even said in my review, there is some value to it for being 99 cents. But with the real books, the actual books coming back, you, you don't need these things, really. These are things that weren't good enough before to be regular things that they were thrown into these Walmart giants, in my mind, that were just there as, hey, let's get some generic issues that everybody can kind of read and understand and go. And that's what you get. So at the end, I was not that impressed with either of these books, unfortunately. So uh, that was a little bit of a negative spotlight, wasn't it? But hey, everybody, uh, I want to remind you that we have our big show that comes out every Sunday night. It does come out earlier Sunday. If you're on the Patreon, you get a little bit of a early head start with that where we're going to be talking about a couple new books. We're actually going to be talking about Justice League and Justice League Odyssey that just came out, as well as finishing up or at least going through the classics that we're going. We're ending up the Ten Knights of the Beast, the Batman story with KG Beast. That will end this week, so we'll get the finale of that. But other things like the Judas contract, Flash Rebirth stuff, like that that we're going through that we have been enjoying so i hope that you join us on a sunday night for that for the big podcast but also you can check out our patreon that'd be awesome as well but thanks everybody and i'll talk to you later